I'm Michael Kist of Bleeding Green Nation, and I invite you, gentle listener, to join us for the best analysis of the Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles in the business. BGN Radio provides you with the most informative preview shows, and the Kist and Solak show dives deep into all the schemes and X and O details you could ever want. Plus discussions with the industry's brightest minds, including former NFL players and press conferences from the Eagles coaching staff to keep you up to date and informed every step of the way. Subscribe to Bleeding Green Nation today. Fly, Eagles, fly. everybody how you doing well that's good welcome to broad street hockey radio that's right bsh radio my name is bill Matz. i am your director of fun and games for the evening yeah we got some stuff to talk <laughs> we do we do have topics we continue to have topics <laughs> we got some we have, stuff are have, they related to the flyers yeah. who knows we have topics and opinions and we will discuss them over the next next 60 minutes which i promise won't be torture for all of you <laughs> No, we, oh, I lost my headphones. This is going to be uh, ridiculous. Right. We are having a night. <laughs> We've already been here for an hour. This is not the drunk show. This We're just having a night. <laughs> let's just get right into it. Uh, let's lead it off with filling in for Charlie O'Connor, Jason Polinski. Man, that's uh, me right off the bat. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> Kelly told me it was going to be a TV version of this, uh, and uh, I had a, like a 12-minute deep dive into the new True Detective trailer that just, just dropped. But Ooh, There's going to be a third season? <gasps> yeah, third season. So now all the jokes yeah. are going to have to be True Detective season, season four. Three. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, pretty much. All right. Listen, <laughs> this is one of those shows that I absolutely refuse to watch because people are so excited about it. And all, season all they one talk was about. good. Season one was I excellent. I watched I episode. I watched episode one of season two, and that was that. It was garbage. Yeah. I, for some you know reason other than I really, really like being a contrarian, <laughs> I, I won't what? watch shows that people really like. Do you um, know how long it took me to watch Game of Thrones? Really? How years. long? Of years. years. Like, you're like all in on four it or five years. And now I'm all about yeah, it. You're one of those like line up for the special GOT wine people. That is not true. <laughs> if, you go in cosplay. Don't lie. Listen, if you were talking about Harry Potter, I would absolutely agree. Have that you that gone is... to like the conventions for Harry Potter? No. Do they have conventions? I assume yes, everyone they absolutely yeah. do. Yeah. No. But was I first in line for midnight releases of the book? Absolutely. All right. All right. Absolutely. But True Detective is one of those that I will not watch because everybody likes it. Just watch season one. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think of what some of the others are. Um, Stranger Things. That's another. I won't watch it because everybody likes it. It's overrated. The Wire is the greatest show of all time. That's all. Uh, (laughs) The Fly by Herself, Kelly Hankel. So I don't know what it was over the weekend. Perhaps it was the brief taste of crisp fall weather. But I'm all of a sudden excited for hockey now. It's it's, it's getting a little closer. Yeah, we're getting the 31 and 31. I do, th- and we're going to get into that. Yeah. I realize it dropped last week, but we haven't talked to you in a week, so we're going to get into some of the 31 and 31 stuff. But yeah, like the Flyers one, you know, it's general and it's all stuff we've been talking about. But when you don't have BSH Radio in your market, uh, 
you know, you don't get that local perspective on everything. And par- not many people are probably thinking about who the Flyers 3C is going to be. And now they know, oh, yeah, this is a thing they're thinking about. And seeing that with all the other teams in the league, oh, what are their questions going into the season? I think it's like, all right, I'm starting to think about the other teams, too. Okay. Okay, hockey's coming. Hockey's coming. coming. I'm feeling it. I just need till preseason. I just need hockey to start because I've got nothing else going on in my life. <laughs> That's right. You don't baseball, do you? No. Oh, okay. I like actively avoid it. <laughs> it's a good time not to be baseballing. Mm. Oh yeah, they were losing all my ride over here. Oh, good, good. I've I've heard that things are burning down in the world of the Phillies. Thanks, Thanks. Last. I feel real good. I'm sorry. That. I'm very sorry. <laughs> last but certainly not least, Stephalicious D. Steph Driver. So I guess they don't televise the making of the ice or the painting of the ice or whatever the frig happened today at the Wells Fargo Center anymore. Like they used to at least do a a stream and have people show up to like the painting of the ice and all of a sudden it's just done. I remember the one year they did have it with your doppelganger. Yeah, Baker used to do a thing with the ice painting. God, (laughs) Bill. Wait, is that a thing? She, yeah. People say they look exactly alike and she hates it so much. Uh-huh. So I bring it up as much like, as possible. We don't look alike. Not but even we're no. two women who have brown hair and talk about hockey. So all of a sudden we're oh, the yeah. same. Anyway. Yeah, I think they, they used to live stream it or something. Listen. Paint. Like there was something. But like apparently there's just ice now and they did, didn't say anything. I, I, love, I love the Flyers and I love hockey. I ain't sitting there watching somebody paint the fucking ice. I, for one, love watching (laughs) water freeze. I would have taken a half day from work to go and do it. You know, I guess I mean, if I I was still getting paid. Yeah, I take that back. If if like we had this and I had nothing going on and they opened up the concessions, I'd absolutely sit there and drink a couple beers and watch them. You know, worse afternoons. There are. Yeah. If they had dollar dogs or something going, I would go do that. I take it all back. When I was interning there and in the facilities department, I actually got them to witness them like clearing off the paint and the ice and is the worst smell you can ever imagine. Really? Really? Mm -hmm. Why? It just smells like an awful combination of bleach and paint, oh, and ew. yeah, it, it was it was very unpleasant. Because you have to freeze a let. Yeah, I can see that being an issue. Um, yeah. One thing I did see come up about the painting of the ice. Believe it or not, we're talking about painting the ice. Listen, uh, it's August. <laughs> listen, like I said, we have things today. Uh, no, um, I saw Shawnee Hill tweet a picture of the rink, and uh, in the corners now they have painted Acme logos actually on the ice. And, you know, we've had them in the neutral zone before and at different spots, uh, but I can't ever, and I, I put the I put the tweet in here. If you click it, you can see the picture. I if you do want to see yet. it. Uh, do you, like, more ads on the ice? Is this an issue to you at all? No. I, don't I care. mean, I don't love it, but at the end of the day, whatever. I would actually rather they just put another fake ad on the glass, like on television. That's That's one thing, like... I can't say it bothers me. I I can't get bothered by any of this stuff anymore because it's all happening. And at some point, the entire ice is going to be ads and the entire glass is going to be ads and the players are going to be wearing ads. And if I let it all bother me, I'm just going to be bothered because there's absolutely nothing I can do about it. It's money. And this league will not be turning down money anytime soon. Yeah, this doesn't bother me at all. It's not even like a big logo. It's no, it's small. And it's Acme. Like it's not it's I always would prefer it be a, a local company or someone something that's us like that's fine like when those i've tweeted it out a couple times the mock-ups of those uh flyers jerseys with actual wawa logos on yeah. them yeah, yeah that'd be great i, I actually that's love them shit. i would actually prefer that 
Um, you are a lunatic. <laughs> it's just I love Wawa. I know. Uh, I do have a hot take. I figured it out. In 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 Toronto, uh, I was just I was in Canada over the weekend. Uh, went up for my buddy's bachelor party. <clears throat> caught some Phil's Jays games. Had a good time in the city. A lot of fun. But I gotta say. Canadians, your hockey fans, step up the trash talk. Like, oh god, we're just walking around in flyer stuff all over the city, and the only thing anyone says is, "Oh, the Philadelphia Flyers, eh?" And it's like, they're something else. People, something yeah, else. They're... But it's like they're trying to start a conference. It's like. There, it's an almost confrontational tone, but they didn't say like, hey, you suck. We got Tavares, losers. It was no, just I, like, I oh, the Flyers, eh? I think it's more like, hey, look at these guys from Philly all the way up here in Canada. They like hockey too. Let's be friends. Like, that's more what I'm thinking Let's it was. go talk to them about how they couldn't beat the trap in the 90s, eh? <laughs> I mean, all right. Yes. But there's know. a lot of like Canadians, even in Toronto, that are fans of any team in the country. Oh, that's we did run into like some people who wanted to talk some trash at the Blue Jays game, and I was just like, "All right, let's do this. Cool, let's give them the because f- I'm all about spreading the Philadelphia experience." Oh, oh Jesus! When you're when you when you oh, see God. Philadelphia fans, you're expecting to have diesel batteries thrown at you and <laughs> no. be thrown up on. Yeah. So I like to give I them a little so bit much. of the, the Philadelphia. Is, the idea is to knock that down. No, I've I've, <laughs> okay. I've 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 gone the other way and just decided to embrace it. it. Yeah. Every other opposing yeah. fan base brings it up. You might as well. Yeah, just if go it's with what it. they're expect, they expect yeah. the show. You go to the circus. You want to see the clowns. Oh, like boy. that's all. But so, you don't. Oh my God! You don't expect to see clowns when you're going to a baseball game. Yeah. So I start talking <laughs> trash about mm-hmm. the Leafs, nah. and they're like, "Oh yeah, we're Avs fans." It's like, "What? You're wearing Blue Jays stuff?" They're like, "Yeah, we're Avs fans." See, this is what yeah. I'm saying. And so they're like, "Nathan McKinnon was the real MVP." I was like, "I." I mean, okay. all right. I think I would have voted for him too. My guy didn't finish in the top three, so that's I, fine. Okay, yeah, I like him second. Your your coach quit in mid preseason. Yeah, but yeah. he sucks anyway. So I mean, yeah. What did you say to Abs fans? Like, okay. All right. So we got in. Congrats on two thousand one. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I guess maybe hey. they were Quebec fans at first, and then they followed. I don't know. Oh, that, I, mean, that I didn't get that far into it. But either, either way, you've got a, a melting pot of just hockey fans yeah. in cities where there are hockey teams. So, like, obviously, they don't, you know, whatever. This was, Canadians are not that great Kelly, at being this hockey was in fans. Line. This Boom. Was, I'm just kidding. Fans of ours that live in Canada. This was in line for uh, delicious street hot dogs yes. right outside Ooh. the Rogers Center. The street hot dogs in Toronto are excellent. I will, Toronto street hot dogs. Sponsor my podcast it was it was excellent uh so, so good <laughs> this first topic is a couple days old i'm sure you've had you've heard everything about it but it happened in between shows so we're going to get into it it is the flyers 1c after all sean couturier has a boo-boo i want to say re-injured but mm-hmm. injured the same leg that he previously injured uh in in, in the collision spot. with radko gudis it's a it's in a different spot so they're not calling it a re-injury but at the end of the day, he tore the same uh, MCL that he tore in the playoffs. So Ron Hextall actually made a, a point of saying it's not yeah. a re-injury. Not a re-injury. It's, it's in a different a spot. not a re-injury. It is a different injury. Same leg, same ligament. But it's a different injury. That's, you can't. Okay. It's not a re-injury because it's not the injury that. Not the same tear. It's not the same tear. Yeah. But you can't tell me at least stabilization or something didn't play a part in Had injuring to. the exact same knee that he... I, I'm not a I medical mean, I'm not, expert. I'm not a doctor, so I don't you know. you can't 
fully I, I get the loophole they're using here. Yeah. I get the the walk around they're trying to it's not a re-injury, but he injured that knee. That said, he's only going to miss four weeks. The MCL isn't the most important of all ligaments. We saw him again score hat trick and add two assists on the torn MCL. I think you just have both of them removed. Well, replace oh, them with yeah. rubber bands. Yeah. So he was he he's going to miss six weeks, but it took two weeks for anybody to find out. So it's four weeks, four more weeks from when it was announced. So it was a total of six weeks, but nobody knew about it for yeah, two that weeks. Yeah, was, it, was it was the four to six week time frame. And then they're like, yeah, it's going to be four more because this actually happened. August it hap- yeah, it happened yeah. a while ago. <laughs> yeah. It was a non-contact play. Um, it, it occurred a net front play. Um, he's going to participate in the start of camp, but no contact drills and will likely miss some of preseason. Not the entire thing. Um, again, very clear. It was a separate injury. Um, so for everyone really enjoying the day-to-day Carson Wentz knee watch, oh. when oh he comes back, we can live it we all over again one. with Sean Couturier. I mean, we have a, a medical professional on staff who is not treating Sean Couturier, so this is just speculation, and I won't God, use he's his kill name you. Yeah. He's because he's a professional. You. But he didn't seem thrilled about the idea that he hurt this same knee again. No, I mean, it's not good, and knees are never good injuries. And this was at a charity game right so yeah, how like, much stop it. how cut it out dude but like how much actual action was he doing no, to like so much. that just concerns me more that That's he's gonna the, like you can blow out your knee like walking down the steps I knees are garbage like you hit a rut in the ice you're blowing out your whole I knee know, like, that doesn't I, make any sense That's, i get that i just like how like, you know, I was I I grew up playing at Hollydale, never hurt my knee, and this guy's a professional. Like, I don't. It's it's a I mean, little. Your body is going through knees. a lot more than I know. I'm what just yours. And that's, that's, I know, and that's Matt's something. Knees. I saw the uh, I saw the stars strong and stripes. Matt's knees. I, we do have great knees. Uh, <laughs> I saw the stars and stripes showdown highlights from that today on NHL Network. And JVR is a prominent American in the NHL, so he played in this little charity game thing, and I was like, can can we not? Yeah. And I realize that's a that's a shit take. Again, it's fake hockey for yeah. guys who've been playing hockey year round their whole lives. This is what they do. When their one season ends, they're right into some other league. Then it's their screw around league. Then it's their local league, and then they're right back to their serious league. And that's what they've done their entire lives. I get it because they can't handle the August that we are having. <laughs> they're like, we need to keep hockey going because this shit sucks. Yeah, I get it. Hockey players play. Ho- I'm just like. JVR, we just gave you seven mil, man. Just write a check to this charity. Yeah. <laughs> right, you don't need to play in this goddamn thing. <laughs> but you know, it's it's fine. These these I just I, I get it. Hockey players play, but I just don't like it all that much. I don't like that world June that World Cup thing that they do. Oh. The World Championships when the playoffs end, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh yeah, he's going over there. Like I don't know, maybe he just broke his wrist. Maybe they could get hurt doing <laughs> like, anything. Like, I get they're it. At the cabin or cottage or whatever, cottage. fishing. And uh, step off the boat the wrong way. God forbid they go bowling. Oh, well, we yeah. can't have bowling. No bowling. At the end of the day, I who guess was, it's... God, who was that? Um, Christ, I can't remember his name. I now. can't remember his name. Lamar either. Odom. No, the other no. one. We didn't have Odom. We didn't have Odom. Drew hurt his wrist playing pool, right? Wasn't that the thing that he did? Golfing. Golfing. Oh, yeah. Golf his, his golf club exploded. That <laughs> I forgot about that. that happens all the time. He didn't smash it against Golfing. a tree or anything. That, he was probably uh, Drew is totally not yeah. a, a hothead and did no, I mean, not break his I guess golf charity club. hockey is better than grabbing call, cops' asses drunk. Is what it? the hell? Who, what is it? who was the basketball player I'm who 
someone on Facebook has to remember this dude's name. I'm totally drawing a blank here. Basketball Iverson. No, no, was it? I'm just. I'm gonna look it up. Kobe. I'm naming all the basketball players yeah. I know. I've run no, out the, already. The Sixers got him from the Lakers, and then he never played. Sta- never, he never played. Yeah, I'll never. Andrew, Bynum. Andrew Bynum. Bynum. Yeah, Andrew Bynum. I was gonna say that. Might see my joke falls flat when nobody knows who the fuck I, I'm I talking. I had it about. on the tip of my tongue. I'm sorry, I don't sports. <laughs> I had it on the tip of my tongue and wanted to just keep saying Lamar Odom, but I knew that wasn't it. No. All right. So this, uh, I mentioned at the top, it was Flyers. Flyers Day on NHL.com, and they're 31 and 31. I can't, I keep on calling it 31 for 31, like the ESPN thing. Oh, yeah. Th- uh, whatever it was, 30 for 30. But, uh, yeah, Wednesday, August 22nd. So last week it was Flyers Day, and it's just a good little general rundown, and I like to see what people are thinking about. Like, you know, whoever, I'm assuming it was like Adam Kimmelman or someone. Yeah, it was yeah, mostly um, Kimmelman. I just like to see what they're going to put out there about, like, hey, if you're interested in all about the Flyers, here's what's going on. And the first thing that's out to me was in the little general introduction like hey it's flyers day here's what they added and they talk about our two additions one being jvr the big name one of the bigger names in free agency this year and he got a big deal the other one though was our old pal christian foley never heard of him and (laughs) and i gotta say it's a lot of talk about a seventh defenseman um and then i i my one fan since charlie isn't here we can do this guys Uh-oh. the uh let's not get crazy about stuff that hasn't happened yet we can totally mm-hmm. get crazy oh, about I'm stuff ready. yeah uh this was so foline adds a second right-handed shot to a unit that's had radko gudis is the only right shot defenseman to play to play more than 30 games each of the past three seasons foline had 13 points three goals 10 assists and 65 games with the los angeles kings last season it's okay we added this guy they're just gonna talk about him because we only added two free agents whatever and then there's a quote from everyone's favorite mm. coach dave hackstall who Mm. Having an additional right-hander adds a lot of different possibilities in terms of combinations, Haxtell said. There are certain tight spots on the ice. When you're on your offside, you can get squeezed pretty quickly, and it limits your options. Having the righty-lefty combination is a real positive. End quote. This is going to be a thing, isn't it? He's absolutely our four defenseman yes. this season. <laughs> this is happening, folks. Travis Sanheim, AHL All-Star. Meanwhile... Christian Foley's playing 26 minutes a night. Uh, Get ready. I just, I'm about to lose my mind. <laughs> and I don't, I don't really know how to verbally express. I don't, I don't know how to, there are certain tight spots on the ice. When you're on your offside, you can get squeezed pretty quickly. Mm. I don't, I don't know how to properly express Andrew fucking McDonald is your, you, he was your, your number one defenseman for like three years, Dave Haxtell. Like, what are you, what are you, expecting from the shit piles that you play on your defense. He doesn't get squeezed. He just starfishes on the ice. And, and Andrew McDonald, while yeah. that is like, okay, a Mac, not our bet. Like if you're going to use him as an example, it's like, yeah, I mean, Gossip Spare doesn't really get squeezed because he uses that left, right juke move and he's by the guy. Yeah. Like, yes, Andrew McDonald, if you're going to use him as the lefty playing the right side and not one of your, just, just use your good athletes and it won't be that yeah. big of a deal. But here's my thing. All right. Is it not about Andrew McDonald? Oh, no, it is. It, okay. No. no. My thing is now, all right, if we want to use the lefty-righty combination, we want to have these different, these different options. Looking at our forwards, why do 12 have to play? Now, if... <laughs> no, 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 no. What does that no. mean? Why do, why do they need to dress 12 forwards? I'm listening. I'm listening. Now, if, if like, Vorobiev or Albe Kubel or, hell, Morgan Frost make this team out of camp, sure. But if we're going to go with our top nine and then, like, the fourth line is going to be Laterra, Raffle, Lawton, 
Laterra, sit down, play Lawton, play Raffle, and dress seven defensemen. If we just dress our 18 best guys, that seems, I don't know, it just seems to make more sense to me. Then it's, oh, yeah, well, you know, we had to sit Sandheim because we needed an extra righty, so... Your Leterra is in the lineup every night. It just seems to make so much more sense to me that if this is your thought process, if he's one of your however many best skaters, dress that many and forget about the position. Only have 11 forwards dressed. I mean, yes, I see your point. I do see your point. But it if he's seems, a better defenseman, it seems like you're you're trying to make so many corrections for your coach just being a shitty decision maker. Well, uh, yeah. This, yeah. yes, but I just I'm talking about hockey in general. If you have seven defensemen, better than you have twelve forwards. Like, okay. do I think Christian Folin's a better defenseman than nope. Taylor Please. Lear is a forward? Yeah, probably. Okay. So let's put him in there instead of the other guy. Well, okay, but that's. Presupposing that's that Taylor Lear is the twelfth forward, yeah, which I don't think he's going to be. I, I'm just saying. On a team, a lot of times, like, if you're going to dress Ryan Reeves, dress a defenseman who's a better hockey player than the goon who's not going to have anyone to fight because he's the only goon. I'm actually fine with that. But there's there's absolutely zero chance that Christian Foline is is a better option than whoever's going to be 12 on forward. Yori? He's not going to be 12. So here's the thing. like, what he's, is yeah, he's, he's penciled into the lineup. Right, he's going to end up being <laughs> like the 11. 3C. Yeah. No. Wait, let's, hold on. We all need to get really comfortable with Yuri Letera no, being it's 3C. Because it's I, probably going to happen. I can see Jordan Wheel blowing it in camp, and then it's Yuri. Oh, I don't think it's going to be that. I just think it's Dave Hackstall is going to do well, a Dave Hackstall. And that gets us to the three questions portion of this. It's just like any other fans, little primer. Hey, here's what's going on in Flyerland. And these are all pretty much questions we've asked, at least the first two. Uh, who is the third line center? And this is a quote from Ron Steph Hextall. Steph just told us. Yes. Well, yeah. But this is yet another quote from Ron Hextall about this position and the guy they want to fill it. Like, it's not going to be Dave just chooses Yuri Laterra. He's going to have to win it or this player will have to lose it. Hextall on Jordan Wheel. When he gets on a roll, he's a good player. I suspect Jordan's going to come in really ready to play and focused and ready to show us what he showed us two years ago. Little thing, but this is the guy whose name can't, keeps coming up in this conversation, and he skates better than Laterra. And at the end of the day, well, yeah. your I mean, centers he, need to skate. Yeah, so Jordan he's also going to make more very, mistakes. Very much better than Yuri Laterra. So here's the thing: it's a, it's very clear that. Ron Hextall wants Jordan Wheel to be the 3C on this team. It's He's been name-dropping him for months now, and he, it just keeps going. However, I think it was pretty clear last year that Ron Hextall wanted Travis Sanheim to have a spot on this team, and he didn't because his coach is an idiot, and Ron Hextall has made it very clear that he's not going to interfere with his coach's decision-making. So let me ask you this then. Is he, every time, because we come in here every week, Charlie will be sitting in your chair and say things like, oh, Ron mentioned Jordan Wheel again, and we'll read quotes like this where, hey, what do you like at 3C? And he'll go, well, we're going to have a competition. You know, Jordan's going to move to center for us, and we're going to see what he can do there. Is this like, because we've seen him drop hints before, is this as much to the coach? Like, hey, uh, I want the best hockey players to play, and that includes Jordan Wheel. Like, is this a hint to the coach where maybe his leash and maybe the relationship with Ron isn't quite what we think it is? Because no. looking back looking back at last year with all the Sandheim stuff, and all of a sudden it's like, 
really, Robert Haig's playing every night, but Sandheim's not? Like, that doesn't seem to be the pecking order here. I um, think that's extremely wishful thinking. And, I just, yeah. and I'm just to the point questions. of maybe, maybe revisionist history, because, no, there's absolutely no way that, that Hextall is communicating to his coach through the media. He'll, he'll communicate to prospects, I think, through the media, and but not to his coach. That was the second part of it. We've seen him kind of put out there, hey, this is what our, this is what we expect. And I do I do think there's a little bit of he needs to show us what he showed us two years ago. Like, I do think that's a little bit of a message oh, to yeah, Jordan sure. Wheel. Like, hey, man, be good again. Uh, <laughs> be the guy we had to keep. Remember that? Yeah, like, remember that time you were yeah. good? Yeah, be that, that guy. Yeah. He's not bad. No, I, I like yeah. Jordan Wheel a lot. I want him to show me that he really does belong now. Because I, I, I'm a fan of his. I like to see what he does. he's a bottom six player. He's sure. fine. No. Yeah, he's I want him to prove that he's an everyday bottom six player, not an interchangeable bottom six he player. He is. It's just the coach is obsessed with Yori Laterra. Go out and prove it. That's all I'm asking. He has, is what I'm saying. Last year, for periods of time, he wasn't very good. I expect him to win this job and and, and do well at it this year. But I need to see it. But but, but was he worse than Jorald last year? No, No. absolutely not. No, I mean, he was. That's the thing. (laughs) Like, Jordan Wheel was better than Yori Laterra, had 21, what the fuck, bug, had 21 points last year, and was not a mainstay in the lineup. That's a coaching decision. Sure, and that's why I think there's a little bit of, hey, coach, what you doing? We're going to have our best players play this year, right? Like, just a little bit, of, a I little tinge so. of it. Just a little I tinge wish, of it. I wish that it were the case, but I don't think uh, that I it also is. very much wish, but I don't, yeah, okay. I don't think so. I'm just asking. I'm just oh, God, asking. 21 points to eight. You were at yeah. eight points. Oh, my God. I know, that's the... Uh, that, but that's the issue is I think they keep using Wheel's name at 3C because it's like we need you producing points because if it comes down to whatever the hell it is Dave says he values about fourth liners, it isn't what Wheel brings. And we said like the honeybees were working. And it was like, yeah, we need to figure out a way to get one of these big guys who can't skate in the lineup, you know, like I, I that's all. Yeah, well, I don't, okay. he wasn't on the honeybees. Jordan Wheel wasn't a honeybee. No, that's what I'm saying. We need more skating and, you know, more grinding. And while that was what they did, they wanted defense, not defense oh. via offense. I think the honeybees in- did that. I mean, the, the, they had Scott Lawton and Michael Roffel. Like, they are defensive players. Okay. Am I? Am no, no, I, no. Yeah, I'm not saying what I'm trying to say. Oh, right. okay. All yeah. right. So like, it's just they we're wanted, having a miscommunication. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Dave wanted Yuri. Yeah. Dave wanted. <laughs> Dave wanted Yuri Latera. Dave period. wanted the big guy who's <laughs> defensively responsible. Queen. And while the honeybees were forechecking, oh, right, right, they right, weren't right. playing defense. He wanted. He wanted the. Um, he oh, wanted God. to get worse. The, the, uh, the zero. What? What do I say? Zero dimensional. Thank you. Zero, di- zero dimensional player. Two. Not. Or the even one dimensional. I mean, if you want to just say that they're defensively responsible, but they can't score, fine. We can say that about Taylor Lear. I wouldn't say it about Lawton or Awful, but we can say it about Taylor Lear. I guess. Yeah, we've never really seen Lawton in a role. Like I think he no. could score more. I he can't could. say he's, he's a got top, good hands. I can't say he's a top six forward by no. any means, no. but I think he could be a good scoring. 
third liner, even if he's like the third best guy on with the, third. the right wingers. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. He could be the third best guy on a really or good even third if he line. Is one of the wingers. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's True. fine. But even if you want to say they are defensively responsible yeah. and that's all they bring to the table, it's still yeah. more than what zero-dimensional oh, player Yuri Latera anyway, brings. All yeah. right, sorry, we went on a tangent yeah, there. We did. <laughs> it got okay, very confusing. I, I, I got lost in my sentence for a little while. We're anyway, fine. question two: Wayne Simmons. What is Wayne Simmons' future? This is something. I mean, this has been the number one topic since. Since the trade deadline, really, because that's uh, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, last year at the trade deadline, they made the decision. Okay, we're going to extend Neuvert and they don't like the they really don't. Whenever they've gone into a season with a guy on a deal like this, it's at the end of the year. It's been thanks for your service. Like, except for Jordan Wheel, because he was a special case. Like he didn't come up until there were what 30 games or whatever left. So there's never really been a situation like Simmons under this regime. And the only. You know, like Michael Delzato and guys like that are the only ones that we have to draw on what they do in this situation. And it's, yeah, we got what we could out of him, and then they walked. Wayne Simmons, obviously a little different in the in the article. They quoted, you know, the captain, Claude Giroux, saying he's the heart and soul of our team, he being Simmons. Yeah. So it is a special situation. Of course, he played all year with, like, nine different injuries. He had the pelvis thing. He had a pulled groin. He broke his hand, hurt his <laughs> ankle or some shit at one point. I'm still really angry about all of that. Like, that he played for <laughs> yeah. 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 He was a, actively hurting the team. A torn pelvis that happened in training, training. camp. Yeah. Or he came into training. The exact way it was put in this was... He came into camp with that injury. Like, That's a come problem. the fuck on. And to think he's still, in the first I eight know. games of the season, had six goals. Like, right away he was fine. And, yeah. But that is an injury, I think, more than anything, it's going to cause more fatigue. Mm-hmm. And, like, by January, one of the toughest guys in hockey's huffing and puffing out there. You're like, oh, man, we still got half the season. <laughs> and uh, yeah. so... It, at the end of the day, he did have 24 goals. Yeah. No, and he, he was like half of himself. Like literally. So uh, I guess it is, that's a big thing I in mean, hockey. That's, that's the thing that we've been talking about. I think that the hockey world knows that Wayne Simmons is a, is a pending unrestricted free agent. Yeah. I think that everybody knows that that's, that's all we've been talking yeah, about for like two years. We get through free agency. We get through the draft. He hasn't been traded, which a lot of people expect and talks are quote unquote ongoing. And I think a lot of people at this point are just like, Wayne is coming back. However, quote from Ron Hextall in the article, we like Simmons, whether we can sign him or not. I don't have the answer to that. So, like we've always said, it's going to come down to what he wants. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Hexall's going to have a number in his head, and if, if Wayne wants more than that, I think he's just going to let him walk. Oh, yeah, because I, I mean, we've said it a million times. He's earned himself term and money. So unless he's willing to forego one of those things to stay here, then he can go get his term and his money. And he's earned it. And he and certainly he, has. He deserves I, it. I think that I but... hope that he gets up. A fucking Brinks truck, backed yeah, up, yeah, but no, just if, not here. If like if Bobby Clark was still running a team in this league, paying guys for shit they did a decade ago, like yeah. Wayne Simmons, apps back up the truck for this dude. Yeah, like he has earned payment for past production just based on having one of the best deals in hockey for like six years now. Um, I don't know if I want to be the team to give it to him. We've yeah. talked no. about this a million times. If this we don't was need still to... Clark era and there was no cap, I yeah. would say whatever. Give him eight million. Oh yeah, sure. Oh my god, yeah. I missed that. No, if if there was no cap, if Pay this was him. if this was pre lockout or if this was baseball or something, give him whatever the hell yeah. he wants. He's Wayne Simmons. I don't right. care. Make him the or, fucking coach. But <laughs> player coach. Yeah, player coach. Reg Dunlop. There you uh, go. <laughs> question three. I got heated about at first. 
who are the goalies? And I immediately said, is this seriously a fucking question? There's two NHL goalies, and they're both under contract. How is this a question? This is lazy. It's just going, oh, well, it's the Flyers. We have to talk about the goalies. Always. I got so mad that that was a question. And then I read this quote. Oh, boy. From Dave Haxtell. Dave. From D- from Dave himself. From Dave the from man the Haxtell. Dave. I would expect Hart to come to camp with nothing less than an absolute drive and a mentality to make our hockey club, Coach Dave Haxtell said. Let's see how training camp goes and where he is as a young goaltender. We're not ready to skip any steps developmentally along the way. He's done everything right. He's answered every question along the way. He's met every challenge. I want to see him continue doing that. What's right for the young man in his long-term future? Those questions have to be answered on the ice. Fam, you know, low key, he just said Hart has a chance. You know what's super interesting is that Carter Hart is rolling into training camp like flyers or die on the flyers. Flyers like, or die. His mask is a flyers mask. He's just like everything he said. Like because he's he's one of those ones with like the sports psychology and shit. Like he is on the flyers in his head already yeah. so i would not i mean i would not be surprised I, it isn't that hard to play michael neuver let's be michael real Neuvert is a good goalie well he just right. gets hurt he's a nah. good goalie he's not carter hart good he's he's better than um oh my god why can't i name today if you say brian elliott i'm gonna he fight is, you I mean, oh how dare you he is a better goalie than brian elliott he's uh, just he just gets hurt, so it's not consistent. I mean, two years ago, he had the worst save percentage in hockey yeah. and was hurt a lot. Yeah. Uh, okay, like, but that was two years ago. Look at the year before that. Look uh, that, at the year before that. But like, part he of is being, a good goalie. Part of being a good goalie is playing, and he never, never plays. plays. I mean, I'm going to be Look honest at Brian with you. Elliott. Can't make the club in the tub. Brian Elliott's been a number one in this league before. Neuvert never has. I'm just saying. He he's gets a, hurt he's too. a middle of the road number one. Yeah, and not, and that's why I went from freaking out about this being a question to, oh, maybe this was just a question because he got a really good quote, I'm and just, that is a good yeah, quote. I'm just excited about the idea that they're open to Carter Hart making the team out of camp. Yeah, like I, I don't like the idea, and this is the thing I got pissed off about last week. I don't like the idea of them closing the door on any prospect until they see what they bring into training camp, because that, it that should be essentially a tryout for the team. I, if you're one of the, the best players in camp, you should have a roster. Spot. I don't think that Hextall will let this fly because I, I, if, if it does happen just in, in terms of roster management, it becomes a nightmare. That's, I do think that he has a little bit more to overcome than yeah. the typical will figure it out prospect just because there are two NHL goalies signed and there are two other goalies in the mind. Like, yeah, how do you, it, it becomes, yeah. it becomes a roster management nightmare. Yeah. Yes. I mean, you can move one of them. Yeah. You can wave one. Like you can, you can do some Michael really funky Neuver things. Go Michael Leighton it up in the AHL. Yeah, Godspeed. make an all-star game down yeah, there. Man. He would probably clear he waivers. Would, too. <laughs> he would crush in the AHL. Go have fun down there, if buddy. You don't have. I two... can't believe the way that people. Like, I get it. I get it. You've turned on him because of the injuries, but like, he's a good goalie. I eh. have no interest in him on my hockey team at all. I, I get that, but he's a good goalie. People, mm. I, I, I'm, I'm no. like really, you know, I surprised was surprised by know, this whole turn. Steph, remember, 
You wanted was Peter Morazic, I know. No, not Peter Morazic for five years. Not Peter Morazic. There Back. was forty-five minutes when Peter Morazic seemed like a very, very yeah. good option. I for just this happened team. to have a microphone in no. front of me <laughs> during those forty-five fucking minutes. I mean, <laughs> if you remember, not everybody saw it that way. <laughs> I just happened to have a microphone in front of me when it looked like a good idea. Yeah, it was not a good idea. It was never no, a good idea. There was a time. There was a point where I liked Neuvert I, over Mason. I'm I not know. some Neuvert hater. I see the skill he has. It just he's capable of making great saves, and then after he makes three of them, he he's needs a dead. month off. Yes. yes. So that really doesn't help me because we need a goalie tomorrow too. Like, I, I, yes. Just I, I would love it if he comes out if he stays healthy and beats out Brian Elliott and helps the Flyers win a playoff series or two. Cool. Thank you. But I, I, I'm <laughs> that's over. It. That's it's not gonna. Happen. Yeah. No, it's not going to happen. Never gonna happen. I'm just saying I would be all for that, but it's not going to. So. I'm just. But I just. I read this thing about Carter Hart, and I didn't really think I could get all that excited about it because it's a goalie. He's twenty. Like Travis Sanheim still isn't it? Like (laughs) you know, Oscar Lindblom was like. We've seen all this. Like Travis Konecny was playing fourth line minutes as a rookie. Are they really going to do this? You know, to a a twenty year old goaltender with with AHL options. then I started thinking about Bobrovsky, and great, it's a totally it was a totally yeah, different, different situation. Yeah. But he's 22, he's undrafted, he was playing in the KHL. He didn't speak English. He, no one, he couldn't express. He was like, uh, Bob, how many games have you played in a row in your career? Like, what's the most? Bob. Uh, I don't Bob. Know. Uh. Bob. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, he couldn't express that, and yet. They put him in net on a team contending for a Stanley Cup, and again, different regime. You know who else they put on the ice in a team contending for a Stanley Cup? Zach Ronaldo. Different uh, reason. I'm getting it. Uh, <laughs> when, when did... Yeah, Ronaldo made his debut Bob's rookie year in the playoffs. I know. That game against... Uh, Buffalo. Buffalo, yeah. yeah. That was awesome. I was so happy about that. Ogie Oglethorpe. <laughs> I was like, yeah, we're going to whoop some ass. How'd I really go? thought he was just going to come up and like two-hand everybody. Yeah. Like just start spearing people, shoot somebody. I don't know. Tell me like, again that's what they're talking about. Peter Laviolette shouldn't have been fired. Yeah. All right. Can we? All right. Oh, so sorry. that's it. That, the, 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 who are the goalies thing? And like, I was like, are we talking? Like, I know who the goalies are this year. If you want to say who are the goalies after this year. All right. There's a that's question. That's a good yeah. conversation. But then I read that quote and went, maybe it's not as cut and dry as I thought. Or maybe mm-hmm. they just didn't have three questions and, you know, found a good quote. The last season by the numbers thing I found interesting. Uh, there's a lot of good numbers. I, I I recommend all this just as a quick little, you know, catch up on the Flyers. It's a good enough series, just previews for everything. But last season by the numbers, uh, this one, in all manpower situations over the past three seasons, Van Riemsdyk has 92 tip shots, which ranks second in the NHL behind Anders Lee. Um, while I would prefer some more creativity lower in the offensive zone and perhaps even see some crazy alterations to the team's strategy, like, I don't know, um, forward shooting the puck at the net. That's mm-hmm, wild. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I will say that if they're going to be bombing away from the point, and honestly, with guys like Shane Gostas Bear and Ivan Provorov all of a sudden, 17 goals last year, he's got a good shot that gets on net, and hopefully... You know, 70-plus games of Travis Sanheim, a very good defenseman with offensive instincts. If this is going to be the strategy, a guy who helps that by getting in front and tipping shots and putting home rebounds and all that stuff, all right. I I like the signing even more, having read this stat, having not seen it before. Yeah. Um, 
I actually hadn't seen that stat either, but I'm I'm super excited about JVR. Like a lot more every day that I I just think about it. There's someone that's going to be scoring goals on this team, and it's not just Claude Giroux. And there was a lot about JVR in these articles because, again, it's one of the only things that's different about the team this year. And, like, we've talked about the top six so much that it really, like, I'm just glossing over it now. I'm like, our top six is great. It's really good. All six of our top six is good. good. It's not we have a good top five with a a sixth (laughs) guy in there. Like, we have a good top six, which means the bottom six has potential to be good if the right guys are put out in the right situations. We might have, depending on who they get at 3C, who who sticks at 3C, we could have a really, really good top nine. Yeah, really good. The death on this team could be incredible. Could be. If they do everything right. Well, that's the thing. Like, they have the personnel. There's no reason why it can't be. They just have to make the right choices. And that's something I... I'm trying not to gloss over because we've gotten so future-oriented, all of us as Flyers fans, because our GM came in and started building towards the future, and it's the first time that's ever happened in the history of this franchise. So we started, okay, cool. Now looking at this team, I think they're going to be better than a lot of people think. Mm-hmm. Uh, given the playoff format, it's tough to win around, and it's it's not the same, oh, they didn't even win around. Like, oh, yeah, they played fucking Penguins. Of course they didn't win around. Well. But... I do think this team's going to be better than a lot of people think. Yes, there are some holes. There are absolutely holes, and we go over them all the time. But a team just won the Stanley Cup depending on Tom Wilson to play top-line minutes <laughs> and Brooks Orpik to be a, like a leader of the defense. I mean, Vegas, Every team in this league has holes. Yeah, Vegas has our over-under, I think, at 98.5. I'm taking the over. I think this is a 100-point team. I easy. very much believe this is yeah. a 100-point team. I think for sure it's a 100-point team. And there's a lot of people who are doubting that, and I find yeah, it interesting I, that they're doubting it. I'm not sure I'm quite there no. yet. No. Hater. I, I think that they're <laughs> going to be better than last year. I How many so points too. did they have last Again, year? Again. Uh, 98, 96, yeah, 90 something. They were close to 100. I think they were close. Yeah. And that is with, uh, I think they had 14 loser points. But, hey, you could also win those games. So, yeah. um, I I don't know. We'll see. I think, this, gonna, I think they're a 100-point yeah. team. I think this is going to be a much better team mm-hmm. than they were last year. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm expecting the drops from all the guys. We've talked about regression, but I'm also expecting other players to be better than they yeah. were last year. And overall, I just think this is a better team. The one thing, again... The goalie situation could go totally awry. Like, if we're starting, if we're starting our fourth or fifth goalie in February, no, then well, we're yeah. just the Las Vegas Golden Knights, and it's fine. Yeah, but none of our our goalie depth chart doesn't start at Marc Andre Fleury. We're a little bit below that. So, yeah, you're right. You know, you're right. Uh, the top prospects. Do we want to get to the? 25 under 25? I'm going to do that, and then it'll lead into 25 under 25. Okay. This top – and this is mostly – I wanted to talk about this with the Couturier injury. Um, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world if he misses camp just because it gives some other yes. guys a look, whether it's you know whether it's Vorobiev, whether it's Frost. And that's where we got this uh, this quote from Chris Pryor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everybody can get better. Uh, this is talking about Morgan Frost. Everybody can get better. We've had kids. Ivan Provorov went back to junior after being drafted and was the best player he could be. Carter Hart went back to junior and became the best player he could be. Morgan, you're going to have to go back. Uh, what the hell? Salute to the Sioux, to the Sioux uh, and be the best player he can be. Represent the team best. Try to make the world Canadian World Junior team. There's some challenges, and he's going to have to prove himself. We're all happy with the year last year, but that's last year. This is this year uh that's a little disheartening like, yeah i, I got very mad online I was about to say, this we quote. raged uh, the, in slack about this if the 
if the heart and frost quotes were switched, I would be okay with that. Like, oh yeah, we'll see. We'll see what Morgan Frost can do. And if it was heart, like, yeah, we just don't have room for a goalie, so he's going to be in the AHL. Like. Totally cool, but it seems like they've closed the door a little on Morgan Frost. I don't like that shit. This is Chris Pryor has been saying this since mid last season. And, I and know, but we, that was when he was skinny. Like, no, the he, whole thing was like, oh, he doesn't have the NHL size. Like, that he was wasn't not- still skinny in March. He didn't just gain 20 pounds in a month. No one knew that he was big until because trial we in the were, aisle. We weren't watching him. I don't, I, I just, the we, knock against him all of last year was he's too small to be an NHL player. He's going to need another year. He's not too small to be an NHL right, player. But now. it didn't just happen in a month. This was it, a, this was a year. Have. It didn't. This was a year worth of bulking up. Um, so this is, they've been saying this and there's absolutely a show that you can go back through the archives to where I said, like you have, everybody has to prepare for Morgan Frost to not make the team oh. because they're telling us he's not going no, to make the I'm team. I'm fully prepared for. I did not. I never well, expected him to make the team. I just thought with the Couturier injury, it would give him a little bit more of a chance if he gets one more rep every day because of it. Like it's one more little opportunity to show people what he can do and opportunity. Like, you know, that's if he can cash that in. Awesome. I don't expect him to make the team. It's not even about Morgan Frost for me. It's more about anyone. It's a systematic attitude that this front office has where kids can't make the NHL for reasons. If Morgan Frost came into camp and he was one of the 12 best forwards in camp, he should get a roster spot. Like for me, that's the end of it. Like you should be putting together a roster of the best players that you can put together because that's kind of seems like a good thing to do. Um, I don't like the idea that they've shut the door on him before they even see what he has to bring. And maybe this is as maybe and I'm always trying to like, because they drop so many hints through the media to their players. Like maybe Morgan Frost is one of these. I'm the underdog. I've always been little guys. And this is just another motivational tactic. Uh, yeah. I mean, I agree in theory. I, I don't know. People are screaming wow. in the room next to us. Um, I agree in theory. Yes, you should be putting together a team of your best possible players, but that's not the reality of the league that we're we're playing in. The reality is that there there are guaranteed contracts. There are guaranteed contracts that you need to you need to play guys who have the guaranteed contracts. It's, it's, so you would sure. put Yuri Laterra over Morgan Frost? Would I? No, but Ron Hextall made that trade. Ron Hextall made that trade and knew what he was doing. And he can sit him in the press box like he does Dale Weiss. Right, but then you've got people to answer to when you've got the four, five million dollars, whatever he's making. Like, that's just the reality of the league is is a um a blend of roster management and talent and and it's not always going to be the the best possible players just because it's not that's just not the league that we're in because of guaranteed contracts and you and with sorry with juniors you have the ability to slide them back and and that i'm not i'm not saying i agree with it i'm not saying it's good i absolutely think that frost is better than yori latera i absolutely agree i think frost is better than scott lawton right now i think that it would be a better match but it's it's just step driver noted scott lawton hater you know Um, no no, we're we're buddies now yeah i know we're Uh, friends no before we move on we're finally gonna get to the top 25 under 25 we're gonna have to run through that but um Steph, you bring up a good point with the way the league is now and everything, and I'd like to add to that. This is one of the things 
I've, I've been wondering about, and I just don't know how it's going to go because we haven't run into the situation yet, but we very well could this year or in the coming years. Uh, when Ed Snyder... When Ed Snyder was alive and running the team, having eight million bucks in the press box, he go, all right, we won. I don't give a shit. I don't know how the people that whoever Ron Hextall actually answers to, because I don't know exact. Comcast isn't a human. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like I don't know if it's like a board, yeah. but then again, I don't think that they would give a shit as long as the team yeah, was no, making a profit. I don't know. That's yeah, the I, I don't, don't know, I don't know with either. with you know, with Ed Snyder, we knew what matters, right. my team winning, my stands being full. That's all that mattered to Ed. I don't know what the priorities are now. All right, so that's that's it's a little bit more of a question to me now yeah. than it would have been a few years ago simply because, you know, the George Washington of hockey Philadelphia is no longer running the team. There are, and and this is something I, I probably shouldn't be talking about, but I'm doing it anyway. There are different um, priorities within the Flyers front office where operations has one priority and corporate has another. Corporate is very focused on longevity and making money and... Um, making the team appealing and operations has a different mindset. I'm assuming they just want to win games. That's yeah. what you would want your hockey guys to be focused yeah. on. I, I, it's a wild idea, yeah. but, and it's, it's an interesting time in the organization at a, at a front office level. It's interesting. As with a figurehead like Ron Hextall, I think we can get a little lost in that because it's just, it's Ron. He's one of the old boys, but he answers to someone. Yeah. Yeah, he does, kind of. Yeah. Exa- Paul Holmgren. I, and that's the thing. I don't think it's Paul Holmgren. It's, I think he has, <laughs> still has a strong influence. Paul yeah. Holmgren does still have a strong influence. And and I think it's it's Dave Scott that he answers to. I think yes. that's the name. Um, so, like, yes, he does, but everybody is not on the same page. Right, we only have about 10 minutes for uh, some well, of our top 25 I was 25 trying to here. get you to go there. I know, but like <laughs> we have other stuff to actually, like there's some stuff that happened this week and I and, wanted to throw some things out. And, and 25 under 25, we're really just agreeing with each other anyway. It yeah. really, I mean, that's the thing is my list. Uh, I've only had like two you have major. It up? I don't. I've I'm only had like, now. I do have it somewhere. Pull up your list, Poos. <laughs> I, I've only had a couple major discrepancies like throughout the whole thing. Most of my guys were ranked within yeah. like plus or minus two. Yeah. Like I think we're finally in a more clear spot. Like you were t- like our biggest discrepancy anyone's going to have is going to be between number two and number three. And it's, yeah. hey, we're arguing between who's our second and third best prospects. But let's Stay get to tuned, it. Uh, so w- I think we left off at 10 last week. Joel right. Farabee. I'm calling, Joel. Jo- I'm calling him Joel on purpose. Joel Frisbee. <laughs> Um, yeah, he was our spoiler for last week. So we told everybody that he was going to be at number 10. I had him ranked at 12. Um, I definitely had him in my top 10. Yeah. So I had him at 21. 21. I know. For a first round pick. The commenters just... were angry. I know. They can fight <laughs> oh, me. Oh, way to go. I, I love mean, it explain, when the commenters. Explain why you have me. him at 21. I, I mean, I think I've said this about the other kids we just picked. I need something from them first. Like right now he's he's a first round pick who has a lot of potential but K like like it said in the article he's playing next to Jack Hughes. I would probably get a whole bunch of points playing next to Jack Hughes. I just I don't know. I I have a hard Fair time point. the second that we pick these kids, I have a hard time ranking them super high. Um 
I can totally see why you do. I don't have any problem with it. It's just for me, I don't I don't like ranking the new kids incredibly high until I see something. It's not from them. my like just because I mean, look at the way we've dropped, you know, Rubstov, you know, first round pick. Oh yeah, first round pick, put him in the top ten. Yeah. But no, there's you know, there's fifth round picks who've jumped ahead of him. Alexander um, Daig was number one overall. Number one overall pick. <laughs> uh, I will say there are a lot less Daigs overall in the yeah, league anymore. Yeah. I, I feel like scouting is a lot better yeah. than it was 20 years ago. No one's that uh, chubby and lazy. I know there's bugs <laughs> everywhere. It's out of control. Freaking out. It's no, like it's... literally flying into my eyeball. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, Anywho. <laughs> so Joel Farabee, very skinny, needs to put on some weight, buddy. Go gain that freshman 15. Yeah. At BU. If you're not talking into the microphone, nobody can hear you. (laughs) They can hear me. Item 11. So he's right there at 11. All right, there you go. Um... I think a lot of it comes down to organizational depth chart, too. Yeah. Like, we've been screaming scoring winger for as long as Claude Giroux's been on this team. He could so potentially they, be they, that thing, yeah. They drafted one, yeah. and I think he jumps up just because while Jay O'Brien is going to slot in behind Frost and some other guys, like, oh, yeah, Farabee, he's got a pretty clear path to the NHL, I'd say. Fair. It's going to take some time, like college players do, but, you know. I think it's pretty good. Number nine, Scott Lawton, Steph's favorite player. Did you player. want to give Jay some time oh. to talk about Therapy? Oh, I, I paid no attention to this draft. No, I mean, I saw enough scouting reports to be somewhat excited about him, but I'm kind of like Kelly where I, I did rank him 10, so he was in my top 10. But, I mean, yeah, he was playing the USHL with Jack Hughes. He, I, I need to see one, at least one season at the college I'm level. also like a little bit racist against college Americans? hockey players. Oh. Well, American is that a race? college hockey players. <laughs> it is now. <laughs> Like, I, I feel like I I rank the kids that are playing major junior above the kids that are playing in NCAA. It's just too, like, the schedule's a little more professional at yeah. major junior. Major junior but, kids are professional hockey yeah. players. And we see them more. Yeah. yeah but so college, I tend to do the same. College kids are playing against men, which is yeah. a little different. Like, they you're are. out there against 22-year-olds sometimes. Like, yeah, and as but a, it's, I feel like the quality of competition, like, most college hockey players aren't getting an NHL contract. Sure. But yeah. a lot of major junior kids. Uh, but I do think it. the U.S. game overall in college hockey has improved drastically in the last few years um yeah so we need to see that (laughs) steph's giving me the signals uh scott lawton at number nine uh same spot as the winner right i can't believe this dude is still i feel like he's been in the organization i can't believe he's under 25 right i feel like he's the same age as bill barber yeah when i was was going through the spreadsheet i was like how the fuck is scott lawton under 25 like I, 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 he's like a vampire. He yeah. doesn't age. I mean, Ghost and, and Couturier were on the list up until last year. Oh so. yeah, no, Ghost just turned twenty five on four twenty. Nice. Yeah. Um, I, I, but like they in just seem Scott Lawton. Yeah, Scott Lawton has just been here forever, forever in my head. Like I just feel like I've been talking about and sometimes seeing this. Like he went away for a whole year and came back. <laughs> like uh, uh, he Scott was. Lawton? He was one that last year I had to really take a look at how old he is. And by that, I mean young when I was calling him a bust and just saying that he's a useless NHL player. 
and be like, oh, he's only 21. Like, there's guys that he was drafted with yeah. that haven't had any NHL time. Like, and he and has. We've we've recognized it was a it was a bad draft and maybe not the best pick, but like, look at the list. But it's it's fine. It's fine. So I had him ranked at number nine. He's got NHL experience. I think that he's proven that he's an NHL player, which I wouldn't have said this time last year. Um, I'm I'm happy with Scott Lawton in the role that he had last year. I'm happy with him. Yeah, I had him at eight, so I'm right there with you. Yeah, nine. Yeah. Nailed it. Good job, buddy. Number eight, Oscar Limblom. Oscar was Oscar I had him I had Lindblom. him at eight too. So I think that Same. I had him at six. Um, why'd I do that? He's got NHL experience. Yeah, he's good. Um he's a forward that people are very excited about. I think that he's one that that fans are going to get frustrated with. I'm, I'm already predicting I think they this already are. Because he's not a yeah. high-scoring winger. He's he's someone who is more defensively responsible, more like Michael Roffel on steroids than a Jake Voracek, who people are pissed yes. off about anyway. I think he's more that way. Yeah. But I think we've seen in each level he's played at, he takes his good two-way game and figures out how to turn it into points. Now, if he is nothing but a third liner, you got a third liner with a fifth-round pick that's good every time. Yeah. I'll take it every time. If he can give you a little offense and kills penalties, does all the other stuff too, it's like, oh, yeah, because he didn't. He created so many chances last season and didn't cash in on them. That can be frustrating, but creating chances, you're eventually, some of them are going to yeah, go Yeah, they're going to start going yeah. eventually. And if he's in a third-line role and you're not depending on him to score, but he does put up decent numbers, like, again, fifth-round pick, good. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm I'm happy with the role for Oscar Lindblom. Lindblom. And he can, always, he can always grow into I'd more. I'd really be happy if we could keep calling him Lindblom because I'm so I'm doing used it. to it at this point, but I understand Dang. that's not actually his last name. Yeah. Says who? Says him. Eh. I know. Unreliable. Who asked? <laughs> not me. Number seven, Phil Myers. A little. Phil! Uh, I expected him to be top five. I Did had him now? at seven. I had him at seven. I... I I've I've explained it on this show before that I think it's this weird you're either a Sandheim guy or a Myers guy and I've always been a Sandheim guy which is absolutely ridiculous because I'm they're both. both so good. Yeah, <laughs> I were I just said I expected him to be top five and I have him at eight. So. <laughs> good, good, good. I'm at a nine, but uh, I'm super high on yeah, Phil I got Myers. Seven. I, I've been super high on him since they well apparently him out not of nowhere. not high enough I guess. That's uh he's a righty which is huge and that's yeah. the, that's the one thing while I agree people are like either Sandheim or Myers it's like that's my dream second pair is right. yeah. exactly. that is my like, dream second pair Provy Ghost Sandheim Myers yeah. that's what I want in my yeah. life so you said he's a righty which is Twin huge towers. but he is also huge like, like a he big boy is a skates big boy. so well and he skates really well he scores he's he is he is the full package he when is, it comes yeah. to a defenseman the first time I saw him play I was like how did he go undrafted? Right? He's a right shot defenseman who can skate and play both ways. And he's that like, big. Yeah, he's gigantic. And he's, he's like six five. I yeah, think. Yeah. I just he's I have no idea. Boy. It was it was one of Hextall's very first like, yeah. and he was it wasn't even like a late round pick. It was his first diamond in the rough. Like, oh yeah, we just got this guy. He didn't even like Calgary had him first. Calgary had him in camp. 
in their development camp, I believe. And then we signed him for training camp and gave him a contract at the end of training camp. Yeah. Like, here you go. You're, I, you're one of us now. I mean, I'm going to be honest. If Dave wants another right-handed defenseman, I would rather him than Christian Fuller. Uh, yeah. Sure. Uh, 100%. But that's in, yeah. in my I play seven thing. It's like. I know. I, I, I know. It's because they're scratching him sometimes. Yeah, I, know. So, I don't want a guy sitting. If no. He, if, oh, he should. But he should this, make this team. This, sure. is, uh, this is another one that I want to prepare you guys. He's oh, probably I know he's not, not oh, no, going to. I know to. he's not making But he okay. ought to. All right. I'm prepared for all of them. He should make the team because he's better than probably half the defense yes. we have right now. I think... But he probably won't. I think that they're going to take the really conservative Sanheim approach with him, let him stay another year yep. in the AHL, and then you know we'll see him uh, next and year. That, and that doesn't kill me, especially if he's like a first call up. And he especially, he might be. He may or may not be. He had some injuries last year. Let him get a full a, season a lot, under yeah. his belt. He's had some injuries. I ju- I think the Moran injury. Like if it was, ah, oh, we're just going to call up Moran. You know, give him a game because he's a little older, but. Now that he's out until the second month of the year, I don't know who else would be a call yeah. up. To be honest, yeah, yeah it's I, be I don't him. think they're going to call up TJ Brennan. Brennan. I yeah. swear to God, <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's I, run. Uh, fans love TJ Brennan, but I don't want it. All right, we've got uh, two more. Number six, Morgan Frost. We've talked about him some. Twenty seventh overall last year's draft. So the twenty seventeen draft that was the first of the two Braden Shen first round picks. Uh, huge. Who? Huge year. I was just going to say that I, I like that he's earned enough respect from Steph Driver <laughs> that she stopped pretending not to know who he is. <laughs> Huge year for Morgan Frost. We, of course, just had, uh, we just read that Chris Pryor quote about how it's, you know, it seems unlikely he's going to make the team. Uh, he does probably need to bulk up another year of junior wouldn't kill him. I just feel like, hey, we need a 3C and he's a good player. Maybe we should, but He yeah. has gotten beefy. I mean, Kelly's right. Big. Like he, he has put on some muscle and it's impressive. I really like Morgan Frost. I hate, still hate that it came with the expense of Braden Shen, but <laughs> yeah. I, I do really like Morgan Frost. I really, really want him to be with this team. I just don't think that this is the year. And that's uh, I had him ranked at six, by the way. Something here, while he's had some good line mates, he was, a, he, was a, he was on a good team, and he was a very good player. I like this fun stat. 77.68% of his points were primary points. So we've, That led the league. We, yeah, we mm-hmm. talked about Farabee, and it's like, well, he's, you know, he's playing with Hughes. Yeah. I don't know what he is yet. Let's see. This is a huge stat. He's not just dishing the puck up and letting two other guys create for him. 77.68% of his points were either goals or first assists. So we'll see about that. And finally, number five, Travis Sanheim. Um, Wasn't he? Hold on. Wasn't Morgan Frost's team garbage? No, they were very good. Ratcliffe's Who's, team was garbage. Oh, okay. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Travis Sanheim, we all know his story. Probably should have played a lot Tra- more last year. I mm. had him ranked at number four. The old travesty Sanheim. I, tra- uh, I also had him. I know I didn't have him at five. So, Travis. I had him four, yeah. I can't. If he's not on this roster this year as a full time player, I'm, I'm going to revolt. Yeah. Like full pitchforks and, like and, and torches. I am going to revolt. At this point, there's no excuse for him not to be one of the primary contributors. He had his whole rookie hazing year. He, you know, ro- went right back down. Oh, to I the, think that's going to continue. Oh, by he's the way. still very much a rookie in oh, Hassel's I mean, eyes. He's going to get played with Andrew McDonald the way rookies yeah. get mm-hmm. hazed. But uh, I just think 
I've, I've said this. I expect him to be treated the way Travis Konechny was. In his second year, we go, all right, here you go. Oh, God, I hope so. He made Andrew And McDonald's tomorrow, better. number four will no, be... T- Carter Hart was today. Oh, Carter Hart came out today. We yep. talked about him and how it seems as if maybe there's more of a chance than we thought he's on the opening night roster. I'm yes. not... I don't want to get anyone's hopes mm-hmm. up, but the quote wasn't like the Morgan Frost quote where it's like, yeah, he's got to go. Like, yeah. they didn't say he's a phantom, you know? No. They said, we'll see how it goes. I My had, hopes are up. I had him at number five. I think i i don't know god i don't know about carter hart i i would love for him to be the goalie because that means that they've sorted their shit out but i i really don't want to ruin him i i think that in my eyes winter when i had him at number one and everybody freaked out on me in my eyes who cares what people think it's your own rankings in my eyes you wouldn't ruin him even if he got lit up a little I don't believe I, that you can ruin an NHL talent by playing him in the NHL. And sure. I will fucking die on that hill. Yeah, you want to you wanna talk to Dave Haxtall about how he plays him every single night and then ruins his knees at 18 years old? That's another concern. The way the coach <laughs> yeah. handles this, goals. Hello, this is what I'm talking about. <laughs> well, that's different than the people who believe that you ruin a player by playing them Developmentally. at the level that they should. Well, that's yeah. not if what I said. Could, no, if, I know, but I'm, yeah. I'm just saying. If we could go with about. an actual, like, Elliot Hart split an actual tandem. I would love that, but like that's not the way we tandem. So no, they don't know how to tandem. There's no, no such Dave thing Hysel as Hysel a has no idea what he's doing with the goalies. So this week we are not going to give you a spoiler for who is number three because two it's a three. spicy meatball. As Bill alluded to, two the, and three are the, the biggest, only the biggest battle in twenty five under twenty five is who is going to be two, who is going to be three. I think everybody knows who number one is. I think we gave it away right when we started. But Maybe. where? did two land and where did three land um i'm not going to <laughs> to spoil that for you you're gonna have to go to the website broadstreethockey.com tomorrow to check it out and that is all the time we have for you on bsh radio this week thank you so much for joining us my name is bill Matz for jay for kelly for steph have a great week everybody are you ready to talk about sports I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation, and I want to tell you about my new show, It Seems Smart. It Seems Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, seem smart at the time. Those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain, or, I don't know, maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission, or even stealing a bat from an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out, and if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart.